This program is presented by CreamCityUSA.com. The Wynn Show starring... Excuse me, please. Hello, yes, this is Ed Wynn. No, no, operator. I'm sorry, operator. I left wait for George Jessel to call me back. No, I didn't say Tressel. Jessel. Tressel, you know, Tressel is over a river. <laughs> Jessel is over a hundred, you know. <laughs> oh, this this Jessel on the phone? Oh, he, oh, look, Georgie, listen. I want you to be guest star on my radio show tonight. I'll tell you why, George. I said to myself, George Jessel will make the perfect guest star. A man whose name is a byword in show business. A man who has brought dignity and culture to the theater. A man who will wait cheap. <laughs> what? Oh, you will come, George? Well, I'll see you at NBC. Goodbye, George. <laughs> Go right ahead, young man. Go ahead. And now, The Wind Show, starring... Now, pardon me, please. Hello? Yeah, this is Keenan Wynn. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Oh, Marilyn Maxwell. Say, look, sweet, how'd you like to be guest star on my new radio show tonight? You would? Oh, swell. Yeah, as my pop used to say, the show's gonna be different. Huh? You haven't got a thing to wear? It's not going to be that different. <laughs> well, swell. Goodbye, honey. I'll see you later. Yes, it's the wind show. Presenting the first father and son of radio, Ed Wynn and Keenan Wynn. Their special guests, George Jessel and Marilyn Maxwell. Featuring Jimmy Gleason and Henry Russell's Newport Orchestra. Look in on... Hey, what is this? The telephone hour? Hello, Wynn residents. James DeButler speaking. Yeah, the Wynns live here. Of course, one's doing more living than the other, but they both live here. <laughs> oh. Oh, Mr. Jordan. Oh, am I glad you called. Oh, I don't know what to do. Look, a telegram come from Newport Cigarettes... Asking Mr. Wynn to star in a new radio show. Yeah, but the telegram didn't say which Wynn, just Mr. Wynn. So Ed come in and he read it and he thought it was his show. Later on, Kinnon come in and he read it and he thought it was his show. And now I find out the show is for both of them. Yeah, but they, they don't know it and I can't reach them on the phone. So uh, what do I do now? What? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll just have to run down to NBC and... Straighten them out before they do two different shows at once. Yeah, go, yeah, goodbye. One moment, young man. I'm, I'm, I'm directing the wind show in this studio. You can't come in here. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> you, uh, you are joking, aren't you? You mean you're a radio actor? An actor? Oh, no, no. No, I am a boa constrictor from truth or consequences. <laughs> well, then you will have to use the serpent's entrance. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's very funny. <laughs> I'll have to get you apart on my program. I don't know who will get you back together again, but I'll... <laughs> now, look here, my good fellow. I and Keenan win. You got a pass? A pass? No, no, I have no pass. 
I have a radio show. I have a sponsor. In fact, there are millions of people waiting to hear my voice. And I am not Margaret Truman. <laughs> no pass, eh? <laughs> no pass. Ah, uh, sorry. You gotta have a pass. Very strict orders. Last month, two good humor men got in, and Jimmy Fiddler had a ten-bell picture. <laughs> you, uh, want a pass? You, uh, think it could be arranged? Oh, sure. Why not? We'll just fill out this form. <clears throat> uh, name? Win. Keenan Win. Win, Keenan Win. Sounds like a college chair. <laughs> Are you, uh, single? Do I look like twins? Heads are kind of deceiving. <laughs> well, don't let this extra set of eyebrows on my upper lip fool you, you see. I, I had to grow this mustache for B.F.'s daughter. What's the matter? She too, she too ticklish to, to grow it herself? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, weight? 180. Man or woman? Man. <laughs> Previous experience? Boy. <laughs> weight? 160. Social security number? 0620952518. Mine's 191456680. Small world, isn't it? <laughs> uh, weight? 110. Birth? Upper. <laughs> <laughs> now, young man, just remove the shoes and stockings, please. I get... Uh, no, not that way. Over your head. <laughs> Over my head? Oh, now, wait a minute. Yes, All I now, want is a... name, please. I already answered that. Ah, uh, well, let me feel your nose. Feel my nose. I'm not a dog. Please, let me find out these things for myself. <laughs> Your name? Fido. <laughs> my friends call me... <laughs> Tell me, Fido. Do you have hospitalization? Hospitalization. Now, what has that got to do with Well, my you see, it's a health plan. For instance, you pay so much a month, and every year you're allowed two weeks of pneumonia free. <laughs> Suppose I don't catch pneumonia. You'd only be cheating yourself. <laughs> I don't even catch cold. Have you tried standing in drafts? Oh, no. Uh, let me take your temperature. Well, what's my temperature? Never mind what it is. Just be thankful you've got one. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, your body, it's still warm. It's still warm. You talk like I'm dead. Please, let me find out these things for myself. <laughs> but all I want to do Congratulations, is... my boy. Here's your pass. Now report upstairs for your uniform. My uniform? Yes. You are now an NBC page boy. Oh, no! Hello, Mr. Jordan. This is Jimmy again. I'm an NBC... It's just what I was afraid of. Ed's in Studio A and Keenan is in Studio B and they're each rehearsing separate shows. What? Well, how can I explain to him when I can't even get in? Huh? I should pretend I'm an actor? Well, gee, Mr. Jordan, I don't, I don't know if I can be that deceitful. Well, okay, I'll try. Goodbye, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> Uh, the rehearsal's coming along fine. Yes? Uh, We're ready now for one of your famous operas. An opera, huh? 
Why don't you do the one you did for Dewey? You mean the opera I did for Dewey in Albany? No, 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 no. Dewey in Manila. In Manila? <laughs> that must be a misprint or something. <laughs> now look, Ed. Do the opera just the way you intend doing it on the show. Oh, yes, I will, I will. I'll have the orchestra give a big introduction. I'll, I'll like that. Then you do the opera. Yes, I will. <laughs> Start the music. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, the title of tonight's opera is When You Were Seven and I Was Nine and We Were See Sixteen. <laughs> now, the heroine, the heroine of the opera is Rosalie. Rosalie is so fat that when she goes to bed, she reminds you of an ocean liner. <laughs> it takes a couple of tugs to get her out of a slip. <laughs> now, Rosalie, Rosalie and her father jump on a bus. And Rosalie likes the bus driver, and she says to the bus driver, my father and I are going to Atlantic City. <laughs> the driver said, well, that's marvelous, because this bus ain't. <laughs> this makes them sweethearts. And our father says, you can't be that man's sweetheart. He's a middle-aged man. Rosalie says, what's that? <laughs> the father says, well... Rosalie, a middle-aged man is a man who would rather not have a good time than try to get over it. <laughs> I got some that are worse than that. <laughs> now, the driver, the driver, that's Philip. His name is Philip. He has only two teeth. He has one tooth in his lower jaw and one in his upper jaw. <laughs> and one day, one tooth said to the other, we ought to get together for lunch sometime. <laughs> Now, Philip, Philip calls on Rosalie. The father rushes in and says, Philip, he says, say, you want to marry my daughter? Can you support a family? Philip says, yes. The father says, now think hard because there's seven of us. <laughs> they decide to get married. Here my mood changes, you see. At the wedding, at the wedding, the judge says, do you take this woman, Rosalie, to be your wife? Philip says, I do. The judge says, well, I take it to be your mother. <laughs> After the wedding, you know, Rosalie and Philip have a fight. This is a tremendous scene, very dramatic. Philip rushes from the house and slams the door after him. But it's a revolving door and he breaks his back. <laughs> now, but Rosalie, Rosalie runs away to South America. On her arrival in Buenos Aires, she reads, she reads in Walter Winchell's column, that she has just become a mother in New York. <laughs> this, this confuses her. <laughs> and she rushes back to New York. She's anxious to see her child. <laughs> she sees the little boy, and he is the flower of young manhood. He's a blooming idiot. <laughs> she rushes. She rushes back to Bordeaux. And as the curtain comes down on the opera... Philip, frantic, trying to find his wife, puts an ad in the newspaper. And the ad reads, be on the lookout for Rosalie. She has stringy hair, bow legs, a big nose, no teeth. On second thought, just forget the whole thing. <laughs> Henry Russell's Newport Orchestra plays That's a Plenty.
Okay, gang, we can start our rehearsal. Here's Marilyn Maxwell now. Hello, Keenan. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're looking wonderful, Marilyn. Oh, thank you, Keenan. You know, gosh, I haven't seen you since you were making the Hucksters. What have you been doing? Seeing the Hucksters. <laughs> hey, Marilyn, here, here's your script. Well, do we get to do a dramatic sketch on the program, Keenan? Oh, do we? Remember that love scene between Ava Gardner and Clark Gable and the Hucksters? Mm-hmm. How would you like to do that scene with me? Good. <clears throat> Our sketch is perfect for radio. It's entitled... Portia faces life boy. <laughs> the story of one girl's endless struggle against bathtubs. As the scene opens, you are in your apartment, dressed in a sincere negligee, the kind that looks a man right in the eye. <laughs> You're waiting for me to return from a script conference with our sponsor, Abner W. Filthy, maker of filthy soap products. <laughs> Goodness, I hope to Hooper Vic sells his new program. What a wonderful idea for a radio show. A half-hour medley of singing commercials sung backwards by Effie Boone and the Hall Johnson Choir. <laughs> the doorbell. <laughs> that must be Vic now. Oh, kitten, kitten, I've done it. We're in. I sold the show. No wonder Variety said about me, Dicks make slick picnics, flicks, click. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, but it changes blades automatically. <laughs> Darling, what's that you're hiding behind your back? My spine. I wanted to surprise you. <laughs> no, and that's not all. Here, for you. <gasps> How thoughtful. A beautiful bouquet of Burma shave signs <laughs> with a lather still on them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Vic, what is it? The radio. I mustn't miss the new Sano soap commercial. Quick, turn on the radio. All right. Folks, next time you visit your grocery store, be sure to take a bath with Sano soap. Your grocer will be glad to give it to you. <laughs> Listen to what Bessie Bills, a satisfied user, has to say about Sano soap. Before buying your soap, I have trouble washing behind my ears. Now I do all my laundry there. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Bilge, and remember, folks, Sano soap not only floats, it dives for pennies. <laughs> Sano soap, a genuine filthy soap product. Spelled S A, um, S O A. Hey, uh, sorry, folks, we're a little late tonight. <laughs> and now for the shut-ins in Alcatraz, a half-hour of loud music entitled Music to File By. Well, here, I'll turn it off. You've had enough of business today. Oh, you're right, dear. It's such a relief to come here and get away from the cares of the office. Soap, soap, soap. It's coming out of my ears. So that's what it is. <laughs> well, you just forget all about business, darling. Here. Here's a cocktail. Oh, just what I need. A martini with a palm olive in it. <laughs> Wait, darling, I... I... Oh, darling, you're, you're trembling. What is it? Well, your, your commercial, Vic, for Sano Soap. I, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No, I... I just don't know, Vic. It, well, it... It just fails to insult the average intelligence. <laughs> How about something like this instead? 
Kitty, have you picked up any new words lately? Then ask Mommy to wash your mouth out with sandal soap. <laughs> the only soap containing uh-uh-uh. That's it. Oh, you've hit it. And remember, kitties, save your Sano soap wrappers. You'll find they come in very handy to wrap soap in. <laughs> remember the name. Sono Sap. Oh, Vic, Vic, that's it. Oh, darling, we're made. It's the greatest advance in the soap business since dirt. <laughs> Well, my goodness, that must be George Jessel now. Hello, George. Well, hello, Hello, Anna. George. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hello, George. Hi, George. Hey, George, I'm so glad you could come. Really? Uh, oh, yes. I got a sensational script that I wrote, George, and I want you, you know, I want you to help me prove to kids like Keenan that we old-timers know what it's all about, you know. What do you mean, old-timers? Just a minute. My name is Jessel, it isn't Cantor, and it isn't Johnson. Johnson? You mean Jolson? Well, the name isn't important. Now, look. <laughs> I am very much afraid, Edwin, that you've got me mixed up with the wrong generation. Oh, now, listen, George. <laughs> From what I've read in the papers, you've been getting yourself mixed up with the wrong generation. <laughs> Edwin, if this wasn't an audition, I would give you such a hit, really, I would. Worse than Levigato. Now, tell me something. Tell me something. Yes. I, I want to find out one thing. I yes. thought that Marilyn Maxwell was going to be on that program here with you tonight. Yes. Matter of fact, that's why I'm here. I met her coming into NBC, and she said, yes, I'm with the wind show. Oh, no, there must be some mistake. Who's, who's Marilyn Maxwell? Who's, Ma who's Marilyn Maxwell? Well, she's the movie actress. And listen, Ed, she's the kind of a guest that you ought to have on your program, not me. Don't be silly, George. Believe me, no young actress today is in your class. <laughs> Ed, I'm sorry you reminded me, really. <laughs> but Marilyn Maxwell, that's the kind of a guest that Keenan would pick if he were doing a program. These youngsters today, they don't know what real entertainment is, Georgie. They don't, man. Eh? Nah. Keenan would pick Marilyn, you pick me, and they don't know what real entertainment is. <laughs> Can I be missing something? <laughs> Here, Georgie. Here's the script. Yeah, I want to see that. I wrote it myself, Georgie. You really wrote this manuscript? Yeah, I wrote the whole script. Right, let me look at it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm reading this. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You uh, you wrote this, huh? Every way I can get proof if you want it, George. Yeah, no, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, way. I'll tell you something. This the punctuation is very good. <laughs> you, you mean very, my whole script? Very the clever. The punctuation is very clever. The punctuation. Yeah, listen. I never saw such an exclamation point. Really. <laughs> Looks like Gary Cooper standing on top of Mickey Rooney. <laughs> well, Austin Adams worked from live models, anyhow. <laughs> but what about my jokes, George? That's what's important. You see. Jokes? Yeah, aren't they the funniest jokes you ever read? <laughs> <laughs> Your suit is good. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, could I make a suggestion, Ed? Yes, I wish you would, George. Uh, uh, instead of this, supposing I made an after-dinner speech. Oh, no, no, not here, George, no. He thinks we'd save meals on the program. <laughs> George, you haven't told me what you think of my script. I well, think... Ed, you know, I know you a long time, right? Yes, yes, well, all right, we'll throw out the script then. How's that? 
Ed, this is quick thinking. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it, Ed. Let's reminisce. Oh, that's what I'd love you to do. You and I, we... Let's I, go back and reminisce. Let's reminisce. Do you think you can remember back as far as the days of Hoover? Hoover? Oh, surely you remember Hoover. I knew once a Max Hoover. <laughs> oh, Max Hoover. He was the president of our club, Riage Club, of course. What a memory. <laughs> Max Hoover. Max Hoover. And I'm going to tell you something seriously, Ed, what I yes. do remember. I remember it very clearly. I remember all your unsurpassed theatrical triumphs. Do you, Gosh, Ed, I can remember seeing you... <laughs> Simple Simon. Oh, I was wonderful. Oh, you were fine. Simon. And I remember seeing you in the Ziegfeld Folly. I was great in that. In and that. I saw you in the perfect fool. Oh, I was tremendous. <laughs> no, you were fair in that, as I remember. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. I yes. can remember every one of your hits, and there were oh so many, oh so yes. many. You really remember them, George? Do I remember you? Yes. <laughs> when I was a little kid, you know. Uh -huh. used to sit on Cantor's knee and he would talk about you by the hour. <laughs> on Cantor? Yeah. Cantor? Max Cantor, you remember? <laughs> Max Cantor, a little fella, used to always run around the house singing a song. It went something like this. If you knew Susie like I know Susie, oh, 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 what a girl. That sweet young lassie is so, so classy. Oh, 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 my goodness, what a chassis. I had a mustache as cute as a pup. Susie kissed me and she burnt the darn thing up as you knew Susie like I know Susie. Oh, oh, what a girl. Mr. Jordan, it's your boy again. The worst is about to happen. I'm here in the control room with the master engineer, Max Hoover. <laughs> He's the guy that puts the windshield on the air. But which, which show should he put on? What? Why, that's a great idea, Mr. Jordan. I'll tell him. Listen, Pam, Mr. Jordan says you got to put them both on the air. All you got to do is turn the switch back and forth from one studio to the other. And give him a little touch of each and make it all sound like one show. All right, Maxie boy. They're on the air. You know what to do. And now we bring you the Ed Wynn Show, starring Keenan Wynn and his special guest, George Jessel, known to millions for over three generations as Marilyn Maxwell. <laughs> And here he is now, that rising young comedian, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Georgie, whatever became of Benjamin Franklin and his kites? Yeah. Benjamin Franklin, yeah. Franklin, Franklin. I knew a Max Franklin once. <laughs> Had a furniture store in Syracuse. Oh, yeah. George, you remember Benjamin Franklin? He was the man who said... Uh, a funny thing happened to me on my way to Cucamonga. I overheard a man telling a girl he wouldn't marry her because she was too young for him. Gosh, I wish I'd said that. <laughs> Tell me, Ed, you certainly ought to feel as if you've had your share of success. Oh, I have, George. Of course I feel that way. I've had my disappointments, too. Take you, for instance, Keenan. <laughs> Where do you like to spend your vacations? In a trunk. <laughs> some of the greatest performers were born in one. All in one trunk. Mm. I love crowds. Smoke. 
The babble of many voices. Oh, not me. I love the great outdoors, the open spaces, fresh air, clean living. Daily laundry, <laughs> Do you remember the trouble we used to have with the laundry? You never change, do you? <laughs> you never could tie a tie. Oh, thank you, honey. Gosh, you have beautiful hair. How do you keep it so neat? I send it out three times a month. <laughs> It's yeah. such a bother, though. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know, John. <laughs> and sometimes you get back someone else's, you know. <laughs> I love to reminisce. Veronica Lake. Now, when I look at a girl like her, I really start to feel my oats. Ah, those were the good old days, Ed. <laughs> so many beautiful memories and beautiful women. Sarah Bernhardt, Lillian Russell, Eva Tangway, Mamie Gloop. Mamie Gloop? Oh, you remember Mamie, Ed. Mamie she Gloop. married that magician, the great Schmo. Of course you remember her. A magician? Does she have any children? No, for some reason she prefers rabbits. <laughs> My sister was crazy about pets, but what can you feed a rabbit? Those jokes of yours, Ed. <laughs> How much better they are than the jokes of today. They are the jokes of today. <laughs> well, we'll take the songs, then. You know, Keenan, I love some of the new songs that are in the jukeboxes today. What are they singing today that compares with the songs of years ago? Old favorites like Peg of My Heart, or I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now. What have they got like that today? Like that today? Well, they got Peg of My Heart, and I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now. <laughs> or what have they got like Drink to Me Only With Thine Eyes? Bleep Blue. <laughs> You know, when you get right down to what all songs are about, love, after all, what is the one word that spells happiness to every man? Max. You know, <laughs> I knew a Herman Max once. T. Herman uh, Max. Herman Max. <laughs> of course, I want to get married someday, Keenan, and have children. Lots of children. Yes, George, the show must go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that is why Russell, Henry Russell and his band will now play that beautiful song, A Pretty Girl is Like One Meatball. <laughs> play, boy. Have you been home all evening? No, no, no. I just got in. Oh, that's too bad, son. Why is it too bad? Well, I thought maybe you'd stay home tonight, you know, and listen to the radio. Oh, there was one great program on there. It was called, uh, Should Children Have Parents? <laughs> or, uh, or was H.V. Uh, Carlton born? That was, that was the whole time. <laughs> well, I couldn't hear it, Pop. I, you know, I just had to go out tonight. My goodness, Keenan, if you don't listen to the radio once in a while, how do you expect to keep up with things? After all, Keenan, why do you think I sent you to all the finest boys' schools? Because I'm not a girl. <laughs> oh, tell your own answer. <laughs> well, I might as well tell you, son, I did a program tonight on the radio. You did a program tonight? Yes, it was called The Wind Show on NBC, and it was so good. Say, George Jeffel was great. Say, Pop, I got an item for you. Yeah? Yeah, I did the wind show tonight with Marilyn Maxwell, a great performer. 
Well, that's funny. I could have sworn that was me holding the script, you know. I... <laughs> Gosh, the wind show was great tonight. Oh, oh thank, thank you, thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy. Thanks. Boy, for a while you had me worried. If me and Max Hoover hadn't done some quick thinking, you wouldn't have been on the air together. Together? together? Oh, say, here's a telegram that just come from the sponsor. Addressed to Mr. Wynn. I'll, oh, I'll take it, Jimmy. I'll take, I'll take it. it. That's funny. I must have carbon paper under my voice. <laughs> I'll read it to you. It says, Win show excellent. Ed and Keenan, greatest team since Fink's Mules. <laughs> I've signed you to contract with only one change. Your producer will be Max Hoover. <laughs> I knew a Herbert Hoover once. <laughs> well, it's signed JLB. Well, gents, congratulations. Oh, oh thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Well, isn't it wonderful, Keenan? You know, I can't tell you. I've always, I don't know, that you and I are going to do a radio show together, a father and son. I've always wanted that, Keenan. Yeah, Pop, I'm, I'm pretty proud. I Now, look, don't, don't you think you ought to go to bed? Hmm? Well, you know, you had a busy day. So early, Keenan? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Well, couldn't we play just one game of dominoes before I have my Ovaltine or something? <laughs> Now, look, Pop, you know dominoes always make you so excited you can't sleep. Well, dominoes, yes, they're stimulating. <laughs> Especially with the double deuces running wild, you know. <laughs> but I'll tell you what we'll do, Keenan. I'll take a double dose of Ovaltine. Oh, now, look, Pop, didn't I let you stay up last night and blow smoke rings for the neighbors? Yes, you did, Keenan. That was very considerate. Mm. Really, it was. And last Sunday, all day. Didn't I let you play with my electric train? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, that was done. I... Let's do that again. No, okay. some other time. Some other time. Good night, Pop. Oh, well, good night, son. <laughs> The Wynn Show, starring Edwin and Keenan Wynn, the first father and son of radio, and featuring Jimmy Gleason and Henry Russell's Newport Orchestra, and a special guest, Lana Turner. This show was produced in Hollywood by NBC under the direction of Homer Canfield, and is an NBC package written by Bill Jacobson and Seaman Jacobs. Hal Gibney speaking. This is NBC. The National Broadcasting Company. This is Ajax with a reminder to join us again next time for comedy, music, mystery, and drama on CreamCityUSA.com.